Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to... But it was alien. But it was aliens. Isn't it weird how my voice reverbs and yours doesn't? I don't know. Is it? Is it weird? We is are... It weird? Yes, it is weird. We... Is it weird? Shh. We are... Shh. Separate. Weird. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe alien events, deciding if they really were alien events at all. I'm Greybeard, your yeah. favourite host. He referred to himself as Greybeard again. I your... win, bitches. And also... Too late. Yeah, you might be their favourite host. Your favourite... <laughs> what? You're letting me have that? Yeah. Your favourite host leading this week's investigation. And alongside me is Granville Moonwalker. The guy you put up with co-piloting this ship towards a bumpy landing. Today's episode may well be bumpy, uneven, blobby, yet utterly convincing. Right. The fact that you've used the term blobby in there. Yeah. If there is a picture of Mr. Blobby in here, I'm walking out. (laughs) This is like remembering the Stephanie Cohen episode where you said, right, if (laughs) she refers to herself as Jesus, I'm out. And it was like, no, it's Moses, wasn't it? No, it was Jesus. Jesus, And it was Jesus' brother or something. (laughs) Or her brother was Jesus. Something like that. Uh, That's that's still my favourite episode. Anywho, thank you to newlywed Emma for this week's suggestion. We will do our best thank you. to honour the story and not make light of it at all. This is serious business. Before we start today, I feel the need to set the tone for the episode. So if you would just like to check this image, Mooney, before we continue, that would be marvellous. Oh, you're an asshole. That's it. I'm off. <laughs> He's gone. <I'm> out. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Blobby. B- B- hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, tell me that this bastard isn't a sultry alien. Fuck you, I'm off. He's actually gone. I'm He's left his beer behind, so I'm going to help myself to that. What else does he have? You, you've had your little temper tantrum. No. You've had your ten minutes in the corner, sitting there thinking about what you've done. Fucking Blobby. <laughs> you, can't, you can't bring up Blobby without bringing, uh, what's his face? Noel Edmonds. That's the one. Noel's house party. Where is he? Staple Noel. of British television in the 90s on a Saturday night. Just look at this fucking pink and yellow polka dotted bath. Just look at his face. Sexy, isn't it? He is striking quite a sexy pose right there, isn't he? <laughs> that is the sexiest pose but one could strike. He's too sexy for his spots. Too <laughs> for his spots. <laughs> Can you remember what he sounded like? Blabby blabby! Had a weird voice, didn't he? Just like that, wasn't it? It kind of had an auto-tune to it. Yeah. He was the originator of auto-tune. <laughs> T-Pain, you have Mr. Blobby to thank. You would, wouldn't you? Can you imagine right, <laughs> no, going out in a Mr. Blobby suit? Must be so hot. Actually pulling. It's been done. I bet it's been done. If you've ever been out in a Mr. Blobby <laughs> suit, to be fair, our average listener is like 18 to 30, I think. So, Any of you have gone out as Mr. Blobby and you have pulled. One, you're a legend. And I was about to say I want proof. Yeah. But I don't want proof. <laughs> want proof you want to see mr blobby's nuts right sorry emma as i said we're taking this one very seriously not making light of it mr blobby can you guess what's coming up today mr moonwalker i really can't we begin today's tale during august 1994 in oakville washington not that washington dc is a 42 hour walk away Oakville, affectionately known by me, and now you, as well as it's about 700 residents, as Timbertown is a lumber town. Timbertown. A lumberjackin' town. Lumberjackin', loggin', honest working town. 
the population is growing rapidly. You love a lumberjack, don't you? I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's hard, hard, sweaty work. <laughs> Do you know what I've just pictured there? Mr. Blobby? No. Lumberjack's nude? What? Who said that? So, you know our good friend that has just moved to the to USA? America, yes. His entrance on a particular game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lumberjacking, logging, honest work in town. The population is growing rapidly. The exact estimate as of 2019 was 692 residents. That's 100, not 1,000. In 2018, it was 690 residents. In 2010, it was 684. Going back in 1910, the population was only 465. Massive growth. This town is going places, baby! Actually, there is a report by the Railroad Commission of Washington from 1909 stating word for word that Oakville is a growing town and will develop more rapidly as the resources of the surrounding district are more thoroughly explored. If only they knew. Hmm. Growing town. Massively growing. You can't control this growth of these lumberjacks. I mean, they're not lying, are they? It is, a, it is growing, just at an alarmingly slow rate. Unless it grows rapidly and then people are being abducted or replaced. Interesting theory. I wish that's, you knew what was coming up today. That's the only <laughs> way it could grow rapidly. Like, for example, they're at 692. Another 300 are born and then... 294 are taken. <laughs> Do you know what? This obviously is, but it was aliens. But I'm very confident you would never in a million years guess what we've got coming up today. Oh, I wouldn't. You've put Blobby in and Lumberjacks and I'm thrown. Oakville then. Remember, this is 1994, so not too long ago. On August the 7th, it's the witching hour, 3 a.m. It had been a calm night, but suddenly it began to rain. This rain would fall over a 20 square mile area of Oakville. Okay, that's not so bad, you may think. Just a little wetness. There's nothing extraterrestrial about that. But what if I told you that as this rain fell, residents begun to notice that this was in fact not rain at all okay so can i have a little bit more enthusiasm please we not had... rain at all so we've had a few just, just a episodes where just just the witching hour has uh oh my god it's not <laughs> rain <laughs> what oh shit mine I was about to say, gravel chirps all over the counter. <laughs> One, there's not a counter in here. Two, I'm going for explodes. <laughs> Three, that sounds sexual. Four, I really hope people listening to this show do not know what jerping is, because that's disgusting. I've never heard of the term before. Okay, I'm going to have to educate you here. Jerping is when you carry out sexual activity with a fruit or veg. <laughs> One <laughs> Yes Why is it called jerping? I don't know, I didn't make it up Two Yes How do you know that? Honestly, I've got no idea <laughs> I think we all know how no, Someone told that. me, I just can't remember Someone told you, yeah Your girlfriend okay. Someone told you <laughs> She wants to know what to get you for Christmas. But then that would mean that you'd still have to Butternut squash. know what it was or is. All right. Witching hour. 3am. We've yep. had quite a few that have uh, kicked off at that time. It's the witching hour. What can you expect? So a whatever this was that wasn't rain 
fell over a 20 square mile area. So, yep, lots of coverage. They thought it was rain, wasn't rain. It's not going to be, well, I'm not going to say it's not going to be anything natural, but if it was hail or snow, they would know what it was. Yep. Yeah, good thinking. Logical. I like it. Was it some kind of weird, like, jelly? Like, Where the hell did you get that from? Um, like a plane. So, I've heard of a story before of, like, blood rain. Oh, this is not that, and but I think I've heard the same story. Yeah, but I was just thinking along the lines of you would know it's blood. You'll think that story about the meat the, falling, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. We should probe that. But maybe that this could be is aliens. like a case of some kind of gelatin. Right. Like maybe, um, so you know planes hold fuel and I would assume antifreeze and stuff. Maybe a plane went overhead and released. You could not be further from the mark some, here. like... Who we? <laughs> You're so off track, <laughs> Jerper. Okay, so it started to rain. Yeah, and it wasn't rain. Mm-hmm. Was it cats and dogs? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I can't believe I gave that a chuckle. Officer David Lacey was on patrol with a civilian friend in the car. Now, I have thoughts about this. In the UK. If you saw a copper patrolling with a mate at 3am, no less, not another officer, just a mate, would you trust that copper? Not in a million years. Imagine if they turned up at a crime scene and the officer is asking questions like, did the dog have GPS? And the mate is just sat there like, oh yeah, good question, Davey. Anyway. I don't know where you are that they speak like that. They're in the car, the sky opens up. But when Officer Lacey hits the windscreen wipers, the screen doesn't clean, it just smears. At first, Lacey thought that the rain was just coming down too fast, but he soon realised that this was not the issue. The windscreen smeared so bad that Lacey had to pull into a petrol station, aka gas station, to clean the screen himself. Lacey would slap on a pair of gloves and get to work on scrubbing, but the good officer was confused by what he found. So he didn't just have a dirty windscreen then? Nope. Um, because I live in a small village, so sometimes, like, you drive through many bloody fields with tractors and... Flies. Flies, mm. everything just yeah. fucking gets on your windscreen. I've been around a few villages in my time. Bloody pigeons hit two pigeons today oh and um they're stupid you get out well, of the fucking way uh, if it was a seagull i wouldn't mind but pigeons they mean you no harm yeah but they're dumb they sit in the fucking road and then they get up fly away and fly into the car dumb anyway back to uh, just having a dirty windscreen and then you try to like stick your wipers on yeah but then it just smears. didn't work nope when you run out of fucking wiper fluid yeah that's that's annoying I'm the sort of person that checks everything religiously, so never runs out of anything. I just have it in the back, in the boot. I have it in the back too. Bet you do. You have it in the back more. (laughs) Just in the boot. You have it in the boot? I'm okay with that. Every now and again. Each to their own, son. (laughs) Don't swallow your drink like... (laughs) He just deep-throated his bottle of beer. Don't fucking lie. Am I lying, though? Yes. Clearly not. Oh, dear. The substance on the screen was described by Lacey as mushy, like jelly. Lacey had found small, (coughs) see-through, gel-like balls that were mushed together by the wipers as they wiped. Lacey wasn't the only one. Shush you. (laughs) Local respectable street granny, Dottie Hearn. Oh, I'm a street granny. Dottie Hearn stepped outside as the rain cleared and noticed this strange substance too, everywhere. It was like a whale jizzed all over the town. I'm sorry, Emma, we have to go where the evidence points, and so far this one is whale jism. (coughs) Old Dottie thought that it was hail at first, but when she touched it, yes, she touched the whale spaff, Dottie too realised that it was jelly-like. Come that afternoon, unfortunately, Officer Lacey, Dottie, and many other residents of the area 
had became violently unwell. Okay, so before we get onto the story, <laughs> yeah, we're going to speak about the term jism. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So your jism. last name begins with a J. Correct. Right. In my phone, you are known as Kev Jism. Right. Mm-hmm. My other half has religiously tried to change that by activating Siri <laughs> and tries to mimic my deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> Little does she know, I've switched Siri off. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this either, does she? Nope. Uh, and I just leave my phone there for her to do it. <laughs> so she sits there for hours on end. Okay. Okay. Oh, once I had to walk out of the room because I thought I was going to wet myself. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and she thinks you're laughing because she's doing an impersonation of yep. your voice. But <laughs> oh, That makes me happy. That will never get old. Okay, back to the story of jelly balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fancy that. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. Never in a million years. Yeah, I told you, you are so off. So we've got jelly balls. That's yep. making everyone sick. Yep. Um, how, in terms of it making sick, is there an odour to it? Are they smelling an odour or are they touching We're it? We're going to get into more detail, but some have touched it, yes. So then is it seeping through their skin or are they going, Oh, what's this? Let me taste it with my fucking tongue. If a strange substance was raining down... Don't put it in your mouth, folks. Just don't. Just, I wouldn't, but I'm asking if they have. Because I'm just trying to understand how it's made them sick. Have you ever swallowed whalejism? If I said yes, and that I never got sick, would you believe me? What if I told you it makes you immortal? <laughs> would you believe me then? I might come back to part of this discussion later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you a jar of whalejism now. <laughs> Here you go. Captain Immortal, swallow that. Yeah, but if you swallow it twice, then it makes you unimmortal. Then only swallow once. Again. I believe in you. You can but do this. I already this. have. I've not seen it. So what you can do is swallow it twice again, so you'll be invincible nah, again. Might not work. How do you know? You could be double invincible. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, so right now it's odourless. Right now, yes. And they're not ingesting it? Well, it's raining, so they could be ingesting it. Not intentionally. Although possibly intentionally. I don't know what these people are... Do you mean just rain? Well, if it hits your face and you're breathing in, like, it could... The uh, molecules could be in the air, couldn't they? Oh, true. Like, okay. if someone coughs on you, you get ill. You're not trying to swallow it, are you? Okay. The <laughs> substance... <laughs> The substance on the screen was described by Lacey as mushy, like jelly. Lacey had found small, see-through, gel-like balls that were mushed together by the wipers. Um, haven't we covered this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we may have. I'm just making you really understand. <laughs> Another resident, Beverly Roberts has explained that pretty much everybody in the whole damn town contracted a flu-like disease which lasted a couple of months. Months! Symptoms included breathing difficulty, vertigo, aka so dizzy my head is spinning, nausea, and blurry vision. Not only that, many cats and dogs in the area became so unwell that they died. And this included the pets of 12 of Beverly's friends. Beverly herself had found a dead frog and raven lying nearby her road, alongside gallons of the blobs, to which she put gloves on and investigated. Beverly, soon after, got those symptoms herself and went to the doctors. There were many people there, all experiencing the same symptoms, and Beverly ended up in hospital for a week. But let's get back to Dottie, our honourable street granny. An hour after her symptoms begun, Dottie was found, legs akimbo on the bathroom floor, awake, but very, very frail. 
Dottie had been found by her son and her daughter, Sonny Barclift, who described Dottie as cold, pale and drenched in sweat. Dottie was taken to hospital and during a three-day admission was diagnosed with a severe ear infection. Many in the town were diagnosed with the same thing. At first. Have you ever been into a room full of chemicals? Uh, what kind of situation? So I work in a gym that has a swimming pool. And when mm-hmm. I'd done my induction, mm-hmm. I had to go into the... Um, Chlorine area, plant room, but it was like yep. the room where the chemicals were kept. Yes, yeah, I've never been in there. And the, I'd say the smell mm-hmm. is strong. Yep, and it makes you go. Ooh. Yeah. So afterwards, after being in that room for about, I want to say three minutes, because obviously I had to go through all the chemicals and stuff. Yeah. My cost training. The fumes kind of got to me and I felt ill felt yep dizzy your head was spinning like yep. a whirlpool it had ends. cold sweats sweaty betty yep. then when I left I went home and then slept for 13 hours and see it's if very you'd have had those other two glasses of whale jizz you'd have been okay and it's very unlike me to sleep for 13 hours I tend to sleep for five Maybe six. You sleep for five? Mm-hmm. You vampire. I've got to be at work early. Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't go to bed early. Oh, I go to bed about 11. You fool. Wake up. That ain't healthy. Wake up four, half four. There is plenty of journal articles, scientific research, to indicate that anything less than eight hours and your brain does not operate at 100%. Imagine how powerful you could be if you slept for eight hours. Son, my body just wakes itself up. It's yeah, like, it's just routine. Get up, go train. Go train. Somebody else. Sonny, <laughs> thinking that the weird weather may be connected to Dottie's illness, collected a sample of the blobs. Sonny wanted the hospital to test this random sample she had brought in, and they were at first a little reluctant. After much back and forth, the hospital finally agreed to analyse it, so Sonny presented the sample of whale jizz jelly to the hospital laboratory. The lab, and specifically Dr David Little, was able to identify that the substance contained human white blood cells. Despite this, they had no idea what the substance was or how it came to fall from the skies. Due to the confusion, the sample was sent to the Washington State Department of Health to get to the bottom of the mystery. So it contains human blood cells. Yes. White blood cells. Yes. Could it be... That a whale ate a person and then spaffed? Did I just read your mind? I was about to say corpses were being delivered. How would they get into the air in such vast quantities? Maybe they were in a vat of acid and then it broke and just showered down on everyone from the hospital in the sky I don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) completely off topic you know the noise that a whale makes like the high pitched stuff they do yeah Mm -hmm. what noise does a whale make when it you know couldn't tell you do you reckon it gets really high-pitched, really enthusiastic, or really low? Do you reckon it's just one? <laughs> <laughs> just one low. Whales are floating around like... <laughs> People listening to the sounds underground, under the water. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? Has an iceberg slipped? <laughs> there been an earthquake? I was just like... A- it's just Willy. <laughs> So you actually hear the motion, the motion, <laughs> the jizz itself, rather than the whale. <laughs> Gallons. We are. Why are we talking about whale jizz? You brought it up. <clears throat> Sorry, it was just some whale jizz. Mike McDowell, microbiologist at Washington State Health applied a bacterial medium to see what would grow, which would help identify what the blob was. If there was bacteria, the blob was likely organic, and this is a standard science test. 
Mike identified that the substance was absolutely riddled with bacteria. Well, two species of bacteria to be precise. One of which commonly lives in the human digestive system. Mike wondered whether the gel substance wasn't actually the point, but in fact was simply a carrier substance for something else. Mike theorised as to whether the substance could be man-made, something known as a matrix, which is basically a vessel created and used to carry bacteria, possibly for biological warfare, aka a virus. Mike told two of his colleagues this theory. The next day after finding that bacteria and coming up with a theory, Mike turned up to work to discover that the samples were missing. This was the only time that samples ever went missing throughout Mike's 30 year career. Mike asked his supervisor what happened and was told, Do not ask. The lab could no longer help. They were an experiment, weren't they? These people were experimented on. I don't know, but I feel like I've had too much rum tonight. <laughs> Kevin's only had one glass. Not even one glass yet. One tiny glass. Ah, these people were test subjects. That's, I like where you're going there. Tell me more. So a biological weapon was manufactured and they were like, we need to test this on live subjects. So they flew a plane or a helicopter over, dispersed it Mm -hmm. and then silently blew off into the night and then just waited to see what would happen. I want to hear the why. Because then they're like, tell me why. If anyone comes and fucks with them, they've got a weapon that they can use. Tell me why. They can fuck them up. Tell me why. Because you could probably put that in the water supply. Ooh. Ooh. And truly fuck with people. Interesting, interesting. So who would do that? Governments. Why? Shady governments. Shady governments. What government isn't shady? Hence why I said shady governments. All of them. All of them. Sonny also got a sample to Mike Osweiler of the Washington State Department of Ecology's Hazardous Materials Spill Response Unit. Tell me why. (laughs) Tell me why. You've had far too much. I know. Can't stop myself. Osweiler's staff reported that... Do you know what it is? (laughs) Every time I hear that, I think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now number four. Tell me why. (laughs) Number two. I never want to hear you say. Sorry. So Osweiler's staff reported that unlike human white cells, the blobs contained cells without any nuclei, which too could be bacteria. Because of the microbiologist findings, the rain was initially theorised by Osweiler to be human excrement dropped from an airplane. This theory was poo-pooed by the Federal Aviation Administration, bar, through whose regulations require airplane waste to be dyed blue. This is done via the same chemical you may see in a porta potty. The Oakville blobs, as we shall now call them, were perfectly clear, not blue. They weren't blue, dude. If some did sneak out into the air, it would freeze into blue ice and would only thaw out as it approached landing, not spreading over a massive area. Plus it would be blue. Meanwhile, regulations also prevent this blue waste from being released during flights so it couldn't be dropped over Oakville. Plain waste tanks can only be accessed and emptied externally once landed. They can't empty over our heads because there is no cabin control to enable that during flight. This leaves us still without any indication as to what this stuff actually was. Just shit on your best theory, haven't I? No, you haven't. Because I was going to say, if it is poo, then why is it kind of like a white jelly? You never had one of those? I'm joking. No, no, I haven't. (laughs) Um, I didn't know that they couldn't be opened 
whilst in flight. I always just assumed mm-hmm. people, that people that's they a were that's an old wives' tale, isn't it? Everyone thinks that in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Nip. So I'm still going with this is chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. Back to Dotty. Dotty was a dog with a bone as she recovered. Dotty stored further samples in her freezer, determined to one day get to the bottom of it. Why would you do that if they made you sick? Why would you store more? Yeah, but in a protective way, like wrap them up. Didn't she do it protectively last time, or did she just kind of she grab s- them and put them... It was all in the air, and she stuck her fingers in it and all sorts, I reckon. Oh, okay. Good old Dotty. But yeah, Dotty knew something wasn't right. A year later, dissatisfied with the findings thus far, Dotty mailed a sample to private research laboratory Arm Test. During the analysis, another microbiologist, Tim Davis, found a eukaryotic cell. More cells with nuclei. These cells are complex, nucleus-containing, and are found in most creatures alive today, though Davis didn't confirm which type of life he was seeing, almost as if he only briefly glanced at it. But this did mean that the whale rain was, or had at some point been, alive or had been used to transfer bacteria from life that couldn't survive too long outside of lab conditions. I have a question. Is this place near an ocean? It's not too far away from an ocean. Because I think I recall in one of our Patreon episodes that there was a theory, or not necessarily a theory, it did happen, that there was a tornado or something that washed up um, fish, but it was so violent. Uh, that wasn't that it... a Patreon. You're thinking of the skyfish. No, um, it's tornado washed up fish, but it kind of was so violent it ripped them to shreds. So like sky jellyfish people. guts and stuff landed on people, well not on people, but everywhere. So I'm just wondering if they were near it and maybe a school of jellyfish. Have we recorded this episode before? Into what, this one that we're talking about now? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> Hold on. No, fuck you. <laughs> You're way off base. Sonny and Dotty weren't the only ones with samples. Remember Beverly? She too collected a sample from the raven and frog area just before she fell ill, despite putting those gloves on. That sample remained in a jar in Betty's garden for many years until Betty was contacted by a Japanese television show requesting the evidence. Random. Betty sent the jar off to Japan in the mail and later received $100 and a DVD from the Japanese show. (laughs) I don't know why that tickles me so. Beverly never watched the DVD, which was definitely Ringu. Hold on. Wow. Yep. Betty sent... The jar off. Yep. And received the DVD. And $100, yeah. Why would Beverly never watch it? Shit, I meant Betty. (laughs) 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 I couldn't find much on the Japanese show, (laughs) nor could I find definitive visual evidence of the blobs. That was the last sample, and nobody seems to have taken a proper photo. But I did find one unverified picture of the substance, which I'll show you now, Mooney. I think we take this one just to indicate, rather than as a 100% replication, as most descriptions describe the balls as tiny, like yours. (laughs) No samples exist today, as I say. So I'm just showing me Walker the the jelly-like substance in someone's hands, just as an indication. Looks like if you chopped up a jellyfish and then put it in someone's hands, that's probably what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And jellyfish can be quite poisonous. So um, I'm going along the lines of you're that's a so off. jellyfish. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, what was it? why would you not watch the DVD from Japan? Well, it's not like she could understand it. I don't care. I would still watch what it. if the show never existed and it was the Japanese FBI who were doing this to experiment on biological warfare and then they did this to cover up because they heard she had a sample? I would still watch it. Well, Betty Beverly didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <It's a> shambles. <laughs> uh.
<laughs> yeah, jellyfish. Yeah, because screw your jellyfish. Not, I'm moving on. <laughs> I was about to say, not only can you get stung from them, but I think they themselves can jellyfish be eaten. Well, I, think I if wouldn't they recommend can, it. Did they you know have to be? That I think there's a type of jellyfish that is literally invincible. It goes through like three stages of life. It's not like, a starfish. No, but there might be a starfish that's similar, but it goes through like a polyp stage and at any stage in its life, it can roll back to the previous stage so Mm. it could literally live forever. Little bastards. Anywho, now that I've nicely sidetracked your mind, what we haven't touched upon yet is how this links to aliens, but it does. The eukaryotic cell could indicate this was some type of fungal spore living in the sky or even more bizarrely coming from space space fun guy life is adaptable he's a fun guy and we know fungal spores are contained in our air and blow around the world maybe a spore from elsewhere has blown through space i'd say that's weird but remember the episode recently where we covered sky jellyfish or what if a less complex, far-travelling species of space jellyfish aliens entered our atmosphere but burnt up to an extent on entry? Or maybe even didn't but fell from the sky? If these things can survive in harsh environments like Venus, they could travel all over the galaxy. Until a passing airplane or craft flies through them, raining down their guts on the land below. So they would get chopped up in like helicopter blades and just be like... Yeah. But then wouldn't you have records from a craft saying that they hit something in the air? They might not know. You'd get a little bit of turbulence, I would Would you assume. if they're if it's jellyfish a plane and it goes type through things. the um, engine? Not necessarily. It depends on the, the molecular construction of them, doesn't it? If they're all gooey, they I might just disappear. If a bird goes through the... Uh, that would probably give you a little bit more of a bump. Although, again, it might be too small, I don't know. I mean, it must happen, mustn't it? Mm. Sky jellyfish, eh? Told you they existed. How about normal jellyfish? No. What about this then? Alien wars going on above our heads. We could be at war with aliens or even aliens being at war with each other. Something gets blown up in space without our knowledge because honestly, how would we know? Then it falls to Earth, the organic matter of those defeated. Or, what if aliens are nefariously trying to take out us <laughs> via sending a virus to earth themselves but they underestimated our how unhygienic we are our immune systems are the bomb they tried to wipe us out starting with oakville but we got the flu bitches we live through a disease that adapts continually and can't be beaten you can't take us out with alien flu covid19 on the other hand nah let's not get into that so Alien wars or alien virus? Any bites? Okay. So I'm going to jump on board your little charade here for a second. Yep. If this was aliens trying to destroy us with a virus, why would you only try once and then bugger off? Or was this like the acme of alien viruses? Maybe they put so many years of research into this and then when it didn't work... They were like, fuck, they didn't have a plan We're going to have to go to the drawing board, back to the drawing board, and then they flew off again to try again at a later date. And then they they tried again. <laughs> or they haven't tried yet. Several years later. Or could just be aliens. Could just be so I was going to make could a joke about them then coming back with COVID, but I feel like people might latch onto that. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to be that guy. I knew you were going there. <laughs> Back to Oakville. In total, the rain fell six times over a three-week period. This wasn't just a one-off. Can science explain it? Well, what if there was a fungal spore on the ground already? Not an alien one, earth fungi. So that when the rain fell and combined with the fungi, it became a gel-like substance. What people thought was the rain was actually already on the ground or in the wind. A dust-like spore that nobody knew was blowing around for weeks unless it rained. Fungus comes in all shapes and sizes. There is a 2.4 mile fungus 
in the Blue Mountains of Oregon, believed to be the largest living organism on the Earth. Meanwhile, you're breathing in tiny spores right now. Water, plus otherwise unnoticeable fungi, could make a gel-like substance. Ah. Ooh. Do you reckon that is how Princess Peach got Toad and all his people? <laughs> he just went out and watered them. Makes it hard to explain how they can talk and have legs, though. She taught them. She taught them to grow alien legs. fungi. Toad's I'm an alien. So confused. <laughs> uh, I'm the best. Do you? Why? Why would you have a pic? Ignore me. Ignore me. You're not going to have a picture. Ignore me. You could ask if I have a picture of Toad? No, I was going to ask you if you have a picture of the 2.4 mile fungus. No, no, I don't. A lot of it is underground. Uh, so does like it you've got look, to think fungus. Does it just look like loads of mini mushrooms? Or no. See, what, what you've got to think about with fungus, it's all around, like, you wouldn't be able to see it necessarily always. Well, when you see the actual mushroom type bit, that's just the fruit it's tiny and spread out over huge areas and then it flowers obviously like that to spread itself it blooms yeah sunny has a theory too sunny has herself stated over the years i have held some information close to me very little about it has been released to the press however two years ago some information surfaced on the internet that led me to the conclusion that the Oakville event was in fact a continuity exercise conducted by the military. Oakville, during 1994, had about 500 residents. Quite a little town, populated enough to experiment on covertly, you could say. We know that the United States military and the UK have done this before. For example, the San Francisco Fog of 1950 and Dorset Dice Trials of 1971 to 1975, whereby the military sprinkled bacteria and shit over the general population to see what happened. Were the Oakville Blobs a human-made biological experiment? <clears throat> so did she... Was she worried for her safety or something? Possibly. Is that why she decided not to... I don't think to... she specifically stated one way or the other, but you can make that jump. I'm just wondering why she held it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe she was thinking about it for years Yeah. and then came to that conclusion and then thought, oh, should I say that? To the point where she grew some massive balls and did. That is true. I haven't heard of the Dorset Dice Trials before. Yeah, I mean, it's not really relevant for the main show. It's not exactly paranormal, just governments are shady, as you said earlier. That they are. Experiment on their populations. But, those are confirmed as well. It's not just, like, conspiracy. But here we have uh, Sonny's little conspiracy theory. Yeah, this, however, is more conspiracy-esque. I'm torn at the moment between... Whether aliens it is and aliens, the uh, like military, alien fungi, or alien battle, yeah. or yeah, if these are just jellyfish that have been jellyfish uh, aliens in battle above our skies, churned up by other aliens, sea tornadoes, sea aliens. So yeah, if you would like, if you have anything else, looking at other theories, say hello to ghost ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> the world could be haunted. Ghosts leave traces. Ectoplasm. That stuff is sticky and messy. We've all seen Ghostbusters. Another, slightly less likely theory is that of Navy bombing. Naval bombing tests were carried out in the coast nearby, as confirmed by the military. It was speculated that one of these bombing runs hit a group of jellyfish known <laughs> as a school, sending these poor bastards high into the atmosphere and 50 miles inland to Oakville. Whilst the Air Force were indeed doing bomb runs at this time, the fact that the rain fell six times and the lack of smell makes this one very unlikely. It would be pretty impressive to get jellyfish 50 miles inland too. The military state that they had nothing to do with this. However, in the days prior to the rain, many residents had noticed slow-moving military craft in the skies above. 
Some therefore believe that this was all a military experiment in biological warfare, just as Sonny believes. We know people got ill. We know there was military activity in the area. We know of other accounts of the military doing this. So our most likely theories are aliens or military viral experimentation or simply bullshit. How long did the rain last? Um, it was over a couple of weeks and six times. I mean, yeah, it was six times. But I mean, general rainstorms, they fluctuated. So it could be... Like, you got to remember, the officer, Lacey, at the start, he was driving with his mate, it started raining, he was so driving around a bit, then he went to a garage to start trying to wipe it off. 30 seconds, 45. Longer than that, we think, so yeah. maybe a minute. Longer. So it could. Lengthier. It in could this hard lumberjack in town. The uh, seawater and the jellyfish that rained down. So Profoundly not... unlikely, genuinely. Yeah. Don't believe you. <laughs> no, I'm being serious now. Yeah, I know. I mean, not that the aliens... Don't believe you. About which bit? All of it. It's jellyfish. <laughs> You've picked the least likely theory. <laughs> Hanging my hat on it. <laughs> uh, alien jellyfish, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> right, we're there. That's the lot. This one remains unexplained, officially. <laughs> so let's change that as we summarise. We covered Officer Lacely and his mate out on patrol at 3am when it starts raining blobs which smear screens and cover 20 square miles. Many get ill, including Dottie and Beverly, who along with Dottie's daughter collected samples. These samples were analysed by several different labs and nobody could quite identify what it was, other than that it happened Sorry, that it appeared to either have been living or had been created to transfer bacteria a la Matrix. The military say it wasn't them. Theories include jellyfish being sent into the skies via bombing and airplanes letting their poop out mid-flight. The Federal Aviation Authority ruled out the blobs being human waste as it was not blue and can't be released during flight over land. Dottie eventually sent a sample to private research company Armtest Laboratory. The microbiologist Tim Davis found a eukaryotic cell. This is a complex cell which confirms that the substance had been alive in some description. We therefore wondered whether this was a military test of a virus or whether there is an alien war going on above or whether a space creature was smushed by a plane or couldn't handle our weather. Does the Japanese television show know the answers? Who knows? Anything you want to double over, Mr. Mooney. Why didn't you watch the DVD? (laughs) (laughs) Might have been answers on there. She just wanted that money. There might have been answers. That could have been a hidden message in there or something. You never know. Gosh darn it, you missed it. Uh, I bet that DVD's like been sold to a second-hand shop somewhere in America and it's just floating around there waiting to be discovered. And then when she turns it on, it's going to be Ringu. Well, we still don't know how they got ill, whether it was through, like you say, microspores in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. like coming it all from in. it, yeah. or whether it was through touch and absorbed through the skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, cats and dogs are stupid, so they probably would have licked it up. Don't you insult dogs. Stupid little bastards. He's talking about cats. Really not. He's talking about um, himself. Frogs. So it's just a single frog Fuck and a frogs. single raven. Fuck frogs. <laughs> yes. It was a single dick and a single raven. I was going hard for jellyfish there, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is military. Military testing. I mean, there's lots of ideas on this one, but I think, yeah, it's it's hard to argue against that being the most likely of some very unusual theories. So... Are you saying that it was aliens? Military aliens. I'll take it. You can't take it back. Say the words. But it was a military operation. Asshole. So I'm not saying that it was aliens. But I love ones like this. Peculiar paranormal events that just can't quite be explained. Absolutely bonkers, but the tests have been done and can't quite be proven one way or the other. Now, I'm sure over time some of those involved have embellished their stories, but the basic facts are there. 
There are lots of theories, so it's just a case of which one works best for you. For me, I'm a sceptical bastard, so I can't get on board with much. I did nearly talk myself into the military experimentation, but then I got hung up at the end myself. Not that I conveyed it, on how it was only Dottie, her daughter, and Beverly making the claims, really. Where are the other 689 residents? Even one of the scientists, because I watched the Unsolved Mysteries Season 9 Episode 6 on this, the scientist seems to have elaborated on his story slightly more than in his original report. What kind of life did you detect if you found evidence of life? But I still thoroughly enjoyed the story and I can imagine a lot of people who hear about this one get somewhat passionate. Any final thoughts before we conclude? It didn't actually dawn on me the fact that it was only these three people three people yeah. came forward <laughs> out of the whole town yeah i mean it's supposedly documented that loads of them were ill but why is it only three only if that's the three case? came forward yeah and you would have thought more would have uh, come forward about that or mentioned something yeah yeah and uh yeah sneaky little uh scientist embellishing his story indeed right that's a wrap for today thank you for listening if you want to probe us you can check out our social media handles in the podcast episode notes. Not the little ones on Apple Podcasts, the full episode notes, which, since their update, Apple makes you check the webpage for, you little bastards. If, however, you don't give a shit what we do outside of the show, but you are interested in hearing us cover more paranormal events, well then, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens, where each month, We upload a bonus episode where we take a break from the aliens and side probe paranormal activity. Not the movie. A new episode of But It Was Aliens will drop next Thursday, but until next time, a blue whale's penis is about 2.4 metres in size and ejaculates 20 litres of sperm. Taking a rough count of whales around today and average breeding patterns, there are likely at least 3 litres of whale cum for every 1,000 litres of ocean water. Have you ever swallowed seawater? The truth is up there. Hashtag You've swallowed it. And I'm invincible. <laughs> <laughs>